things like the um, Lemurian Mystery School with Liana Shanti, an online figure at the moment with a, a very prolific following who says we should cleanse and we should use coffee enemas and we should listen to my tracks on repeat um, and if we do these things we can overcome ailments and if we speak to each other in certain ways we can identify childhood abuse and and overcome it by accessing my courses on 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 recovering from certain things um most of which i i imagine most of the time professionals would look at those documents and say this is absolutely not what we should be doing if an individual has an eating disorder uh, or if an individual has psychological or mental health issues that that need to be addressed by a professional i don't think the approaches that are being used in certain online circles would be beneficial to the individuals that are accessing them oh yeah absolutely it seems like alienation is such a huge component to to both keeping people in these and even attracting outside members to groups like these where you're looking for some kind of a sense of belonging some i, I mean we see it with reddit and and uh 4chan and and 8coon and and places like this where it attracts all sorts of people who are i mean i'm yep. thinking of like incel culture if you will even just a attracting these people who are are feeling alienated and all of a sudden they've got 10 other people that they're talking to that surprisingly feel the same thing I, yeah 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 oh there was a, that that enormous uh kerfuffle that occurred among the incel community a few months ago because one of the mo mo most prolific members of the community revealed that he had sex and immediately he was attacked by everybody <laughs> because he abandoned them. And he <laughs> yeah, I think that's the difficulties with understanding online spaces and how individuals can become radicalized in, in certain ways or enter um, somewhat dangerous or unconventional spaces. Because if you have some kind of interest or if you have uh, questions to some strange subject or if you have um uh maybe a, like a, a really um unheard of kink of some type there is a space that exists now for you to find the answers or the community that will allow you to feel accepted as you've said jules and Th then with the community stuff that you mentioned sean if you finally found a place where you could speak openly or where people could give you the answers to all of these questions you've had if something s small happens that you don't necessarily agree with can you forego really thinking about that and wondering how it really sits with you or do you walk away from that community um and and once that line is crossed uh there is often um a continuance of of things that happen and bigger things that happen and bigger things that happen um, and not always the line is crossed sometimes individuals aren't given access to information that they would need to make a critical decision um um by design a lot of the time with groups like shin chunji that are, that are very kind of 
cloak and dagger about their recruitment tactics. But what we see with a lot of online spaces is are things like Pizzagate, where you go from talking about something to somebody actually going to a restaurant to look for kids in a basement where there is no basement in that restaurant. Um, and, and so sometimes you see this turn into offline harm, which is what a lot of the um, the worries are in the cult awareness space at the moment. Um, and interestingly, Sean, you mentioned John Atak earlier, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to be meeting with him in a couple of weeks to do another recording for his YouTube channel, where we are going to be specifically focusing on the the difficulties of online spaces and things like the Jordan Peterson effect and I know that you've done an episode on um, (laughs) you know where are the real men and I saw that title of that episode and I was like oh no I I can't I don't know if I can speak to Jules and Sean if if that and then I realized that it was you know not actually how you thought about the subject um so my uh my my sort of tongue-in-cheek episode uh titling has has come to uh has uh has bit us a couple of times we have we've managed to receive uh some following and some attention from people who think that we're actually encouraging these topics or yeah. we're, we're in favor of them and the and, and then getting a surprising number of crypto bros I, getting incredibly disappointed and vocal sometimes with us in, in direct <laughs> messages about how, how sad they are that we've let down this cause <laughs> Yeah, I think you, you you know you always want to be careful and do due diligence on um, individuals that you speak with and share your stories with. Um, if if I was to go on to a podcast and find out that the individuals I was speaking with were anti LGBT, for example, that's mm-hmm. not a podcast that I want to be associated with in in any way. Yeah, uh, because it's. Com- completely in conflict with my own ideals and beliefs and the mission statement that I have for my podcast. So I saw the title of that episode and I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I, I listened to the episode and realized that it was kind of click clickbaity. So like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what's worse is that we're, we're actually like Josh Hawley followers or we're just clickbaiting. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to a sample of a Wetwired Premium episode. To listen to this entire episode and to hear our entire back catalog, you can subscribe on Patreon for just $5 a month. We also have a limited number of $3 a month True Believer memberships, but when those run out, they are gone. Thank you for helping us keep Wetwired editorially independent and ad-free.